Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 544 for July 27th through August 2nd, 2020. Welcome to This Week in Astrology, deepening your astrological wisdom since 2007. What's new? One of 2020's most important aspects and one of its most harmonious, returns for its second appearance during the second half of July. Spiritual awakening and inspired creativity are only the start of the wonderful possibilities of this Jupiter-Neptune sextile. We also have the peaking of a committed partnership Grand Cross and the start of a Thor's hammer that can help you activate gifts and talents from past lives. There are six bonus aspects not in the written forecast, and I announce our August free session winner for those who are listening to this. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. I simultaneously record these weekly forecasts as an audio podcast and a video, so you can choose whichever format you prefer. The video version includes my chart graphics for things like lunations and aspect patterns. You can also see these graphics if you read my forecasts online. Just go to astroshaman.com, click blog on the menu bar, and choose the astrology forecasts category. Please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so that others like you can find it. What's old as we come into this week, we have a waxing moon and four retrograders, uh, Jupiter through September 12, Saturn through September 29, Pluto through October 4th, Chiron through December 15th. A grand cross that I'll be mentioning this week is still in play. Let's get on to our new events. Let's start with Monday, July 27th. Is there a worthy cause that you're passionate about and that you don't personally benefit from? You have extra power to support it as Pluto opposes Vesta. Pluto, 23 Capricorn, Vesta, 23 Cancer. This is also a great time to act as a change agent. You can either help bring about the result that the cause advocates or help catalyze helpful change within the organization itself. And now we have our headline event, the Jupiter-Neptune sextile. One of 2020's most important aspects, an uplifting Jupiter-Neptune sextile, happens three times this year. The first exact lineup was on February 20th. The second is today on July 27th with Jupiter at 21 Capricorn and Neptune at 21 Pisces. And the third will be on October 12th. This sextile is in orb, which means close enough to have an impact, most of the year, January 9th through November 30th. My colleague Ren Butler describes the potentials of Jupiter-Neptune aspects in his extraordinary book, The Archetypal Universe, Astrological Patterns in Human Culture, Thought, Emotion, and Dreams. There's a link to that in the show notes, by the way. With his permission, thanks Ren, and because he breaks down the archetypal possibilities so expertly, I give you some of his Jupiter-Neptune descriptions from The Archetypal Universe. Those with good memories may recall this content from my February 20th forecast. Feelings of faith and wonder, grand ideals and vision, heightened intuition, exalted dreams, expansive inner life, outpourings of creative expression, dream-come-true optimism, a feeling of being buoyed or lifted from within, blissful states of cosmic unity, reconnection with divine consciousness, tolerance and forgiveness, altruism and generosity, broad-ranging kindness and compassion, Transcendence of Factionalism, 
human compassion transcending creed or affiliation, authentic spiritual institutions, the humanitarian safety net, all-encompassing shifts of vision, the revisioning and re-enchantment of a culture, consciousness expanding everywhere, sacred wonders and pilgrimages, mystical or spiritual education. Shadow qualities. Since Jupiter and Neptune are making a harmonious sextile, flowing outcomes are more likely than challenging ones. However, I've seen repeatedly that hard aspects can bring positive experiences and soft aspects can sometimes bring challenge. So be careful to avoid these Jupiter-Neptune pitfalls. Over optimism or rose-colored glasses, spaced out impractical idealism, new age naivete and gullibility, blurred distinctions and belief in anything, overextension, excessive generosity, unwise financial speculation, illusions of easy material return, mirages of a glorious prosperity, fool's gold, self-indulgence and laziness combined with high expectations, excessive ritual trappings and ceremony in religion, spiritual materialism, wholesale illusions and projections, esoteric pretensions, psychic inflation, and grandiosity. Keep your focus on the flowing items I mentioned so that this Jupiter-Neptune sextile can help make your life more magical all the way through November. Also on Monday, July 27th, is there a worthy cause that you're passionate about and that you do not personally benefit from? You have extra power to support it as Pluto opposes Vesta. Pluto, 23 Capricorn, Vesta, 23 Cancer. This is also a great time to act as a change agent. You can either help bring about the result that the cause advocates or help catalyze helpful change within the organization itself. And now we've got a couple of bonus aspects. Here also on July 27th, Monday, we've got a couple of Venuses for starters. Venus is quincunx Jupiter and square Neptune coordinates. The quincunx Venus is at 21 Gemini. Jupiter is at 21 Capricorn, rather. And the Venus square Neptune, Venus at 21 Gemini, and Neptune is at 21 Pisces. So we put these together, and we have strong amplification of Venus to slower planets. So any of Venus's core meanings could be stimulated here. Venus could be relationship, in which case the Jupiter quincunx would stimulate that and call for some kind of adjustments in your relationships. The Neptune square would invite you to have a deeper, more connected energy in your key connections with folks. What if we take Venus as creativity? All right, well, Jupiter just amplifies that if you make the right adjustment. So that could really fire up the creative juices. And Neptune square Venus, Neptune, one of its meanings is divine inspiration. So that obviously is really good for inspired creativity. What if we take Venus as money? Then um, Jupiter quincunx Venus, that could be like overspending. And Neptune could be like just uh, kind of getting lost in the illusion that material things bring happiness. So I could see there could be some potentially challenging outcome there with money. However, if you are focused and really clear on what you want and you're calling it in, then Jupiter could bring luck and expansion of the finances. And Neptune could be used in a law of attraction context. Neptune says, I visualize, I imagine. And you could really be focusing and visualizing what you want to do with those finances. It's worth mentioning, too, that Venus is in Gemini, so in a relational context, you might enjoy connecting with a variety of people, 
And in a creative context, you might enjoy doing lots of different things over the course of a work session and not just one. In financial terms, it might indicate a diversity of investments, possibly. So those are the two Venus aspects on July 27th. We also have a third bonus aspect, again, not in the written forecast, on July 27th, Mercury square Mars. Mercury, 16 Cancer, Mars, 16 Aries. The first thing I think of when I think of Mercury square Mars is um, verbal attacks, you know, fighting with words. Mars can be the warrior, it can attack. However, if you make it harmonious, Mercury is in Cancer, which means you have an opportunity to communicate with your heart and people make decisions because of their feelings more than their heads. So Mercury in Cancer is a wonderful energy under which to be very persuasive by really speaking from the heart and really calling to people's emotions that way. And Mars can just energize that. Mars can be passionate and you know really fiery and persuasive. So Mercury square Mars in this context could give you a gift of really being very compelling with your speech. So those are some options you can play with with Mercury square Mars. And that completes Monday, July 27th. A lot of stuff there on our first day out. Then we're going to go to Tuesday, July 28th, and we're going to talk about a peaking grand cross. There's enhanced intensity around committed partnerships due to a grand cross that started on July 20th, peaks today on the 28th, and ends on August 2nd. This challenging aspect pattern includes Mercury, Mars, Juno, and Pallas Athena. This grand cross makes it more likely that you'll experience challenge in one or more of your committed partnerships. Juno represents committed partnerships, and her opposition to Mars and Aries could indicate attack. With Mercury in the mix, verbal aggression is likely. If you get involved in such an altercation, Pallas Athena suggests that you proceed with diplomacy, tact, and sound strategy. With Mercury in Cancer, you can more easily speak from your heart and understand the other person's emotions. Tame Mars by being assertive with your peacemaking, and know that a harmonious resolution is possible with Juno in Libra, the sign of harmony and balance. It will come as no surprise to my regular readers that I recommend nonviolent communication as an excellent way to resolve relationship challenges. And there will be a link to that in the show notes. Also on July 28th, we have Venus Quintal Chiron. This picks right up on that same relational theme. Venus is 21 Gemini and Chiron is 9 Aries. Chiron's healing. Venus, again, is relationship. The quintile is a magical, cool connection. So I think that will really assist in making that healing process easier while we're working with that aspect pattern I just described, the Grand Cross. Moving on, I'm going to combine two days, Thursday, July 30th and Friday, July 31st. Mercury receives aspects from three slower planets in these two days. The first two are on July 30th, a Mercury-Jupiter opposition, Mercury-20 Cancer, Jupiter-20 Capricorn, and a Mercury-Neptune trine, Mercury-21 Cancer, Neptune-21 Pisces. The third aspect is on July 31st, a Mercury-Uranus quintile, Mercury-23 Cancer, Uranus-11 Taurus. These aspects combine to give a powerful boost to learning and communication. Jupiter's opposition amplifies these core expressions of Mercury and also brings the energies of the professor, philosopher, and guru, i.e. wisdom givers. Neptune's trine gives an easy flow of divine inspiration as well as the ability to operate in flow state. Finally, the Uranus quintile adds genius, helping you think outside the box to access brilliant new ideas. 
To maximize this opportunity, ask your higher self for the specific information you want, then leave enough quiet space to hear its reply. Moving now to Saturday, August 1st, we're going to talk about another aspect pattern, a Thor's hammer. You have certain gifts and talents that you developed in past lives or that you inherited through your genetics. Are you ready to activate them so you can step into the spotlight and serve others with a quantum leap forward? This is one opportunity presented by a Thor's hammer that starts today on August 1st, peaks on the 5th, and ends on the 9th. It includes the Leonine Sun, Uranus, and the South Node. The South Node also represents unresolved karma from your past. This aspect pattern could give you the catalyst you need to heal it quickly and perhaps publicly. Among the meanings of Sagittarius, the South Node's sign are hope, joy, and optimism. You might experience these wonderful feelings immediately, as in the first example, or you might feel them after you complete your shadow work process, as in the second example. Either way, you get an awesome outcome. Also here on August 1st, Saturday, we have a bonus aspect, Mercury opposing Pluto. Mercury at 23 Cancer and Pluto at 23 Capricorn. Mercury, this is a little similar to the Mercury-Mars thing, but not quite. Pluto is more like telling the deep, honest truth. And with this Mercury-Pluto opposition, you might feel compelled to really be more honest, authentic, and invoke some sort of like radical honesty practice. So that's one beautiful way it could be used in the appropriate context. It could also devolve into power games through words, including attack and manipulation if it goes to the low side. So watch out for people trying to do that with it. Uh, and, of course, Mercury communication, and again, in Cancer, heartfelt communication could be tremendously empowered by Pluto. You could be really persuasive and be a potent agent of change with it set up like this. And we have one more aspect here on Sunday, August 2nd, another bonus aspect, Sun square Uranus. Sun, 11 Leo, and Uranus is at 11 Taurus. Uh, Uranus square Sun invites three things. It wants you to first... And all this is very public because the sun in Leo really wants to be seen doing what it's doing. So one is to fly your freak flag, be your authentic human self. Second is to follow your intuitive hits. If they come and you just know in your bones, you know in your gut the moment it arrives, the integrity of it, the honesty of it, the unshakable certainty of it, then that popped down from your higher self and you could take those to the bank. Even if you doubt them afterward, it doesn't change the fact that there was certainty upon arrival. Uh, the third way, great way to use Uranus is serve others using your special gifts and talents you most love to use. Uh, if you don't use Uranus actively in those kind of contexts, then Uranus could trouble you on the low side, agitation, nervousness, ADD, irritability, jangly energy, that kind of thing can kind of mess with your nervous system that way. So go to the high side. One of my general astrology principles is keep the archetypes busy on the life-affirming positive side, and they'll have less energy left to bother you on the low side. Uh, let me mention on the show that goes into the first of the month, there's a few extra features that always come in, like thanking those who sent their charts in since last time, including Talia, Bradley, Carrie, and Alicia. Thank you. You're all eligible for winning a free session with me now. And let me ask you, are you ready to awaken to happiness now and create the life you truly desire? 
Join me and over 30 amazing transformational teachers, mentors, leaders, and way showers on the Alara Canfield Show, Awaken to Happiness Now Masterclass Series. Enjoy dozens of wonderful conversations and experiential processes along with valuable gifts from the presenters. Experience powerful conversations, processes, clearings, and tools. Activate your free access now. Find the link there in the show notes. And everyone is welcome to participate in most Awakening Plus calls for free. Here are micro descriptions of the remaining July online events I've scheduled so far. In fact, there's uh, only one. (laughs) It's called Tools for Energy Management and Hygiene with guest presenter Natalie Rose Martin. It's Tuesday, July 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. This will be an experiential workshop. You'll work with practical energy tools that empower you to create shifts in your own experience. We'll practice ways to find center, refine the auric field, clear unwanted energy, seal energy leaks, and connect with the new earth. Regular use of these tools cultivates a clear, grounded presence from which to relate, create, and serve in alignment with the self. This will increase your positive impact in the world. There will be an opportunity to be in the hot seat for the benefit of all. Now, normally on Saturdays, we do a New Earth support call. We're not doing it this Saturday. I'm going to be out at the lake with my buddies. So nothing this Saturday, but we'll pick up the following Saturday. Awakening Plus features at least three live streaming events each month, although I'm currently offering many more to support you during the pandemic. Most events are open to everyone for free. The archive of over 240 transformative events, nearly 250 now, includes those events, accountability partners, and the forum are available exclusively to Awakening Plus members. Learn more at awakeningplus.com. Let me also mention our free session winner. This time it's Tracy. This is the Tracy born on November 24th, 1961 in Metairie, Louisiana. I bet there's only one of those. So Tracy, if that's you, pop me an email, um, astroshamanbenjamin at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to set you up with your free session. Thanks for being here. Once again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. So many things. All my one-on-one services are equally effective in person or long distance, and during the pandemic, I have dropped my rates significantly because so many people are having a hard time. I also offer an unbeatable price on SolarFire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as I mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. You can learn all about this and more at astroshaman.com. A-S-T-R-O-S-H-A-M as in mother, A-N as in Nancy, dot com. And if you want to check out the show notes, go to astroshaman.com slash 544. Again, astroshaman.com slash 544. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email, I've got, well, I've mentioned another one, but if you want to keep it really easy, info at astroshaman.com. My number for voice and text, 828-338-9852. I would love to connect with you. We're wrapping up this episode. Once again, please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so that others like you can find it. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen as one of the Internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. I'm also about to revamp how I do free drawing entries, so listen for details on that next week. Thanks again for spending this time with me. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.